0: a warm welcome to the afternoon show. I'm Bill Arnold, and today I've got Dr. Marcus Bachman with me, and we're going to talk about how to have hard conversations. I think we all have them, and just prior to the show starting, Marcus was saying something already very wise, which was saying, what does that say about us when we say this is going to be a hard conversation? So we're going to talk about that, but what about the conversations where... You know, maybe mom and dad are, are delaying doing anything about having their estate in order or a friend invites you to an event that conflicts with your beliefs or how do you rebuild a, a, a bridge in an injured relationship and it just seems too daunting or maybe a parent is not as able to take grandkids alone even though they are convinced they are capable. Or your child's anxiety is skyrocketing and you are fearing self-harm. Or, 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 or. There's lots of ors that we're going to talk about. Maybe you have one you'd like to share with us. The text line is open, 877-933-2484. Dr. Marcus Bachman is president and founder of CounselingCare.us. And happy President's Day, Marcus. Happy President's Day. It's a good day today. (laughs) It is. It is. So. One of the things you had mentioned before we started was, what does it say about us when we have to address some hard conversation? I think it's a really important understanding to,
1: for us to have. Why are we facing or sensing this is going to be such a hard conversation? Good point. It it doesn't have to be. It, if we're at peace with ourselves, if we have a sense of we understand what truth is, our heart is right before God. We desire to reach out in relationship to the other person. Uh, and if we believe God's word to be true, that the Holy Spirit comes alongside of us and does a marvelous job mm-hmm. of um, preparing the hearts, it doesn't mean that it's going to go well. It just means that he's with us. And I think the more we understand, um, is this about us? Is this about my own trying to make a debate, a conversation forced into the way that I believe is true and that has to have that outcome, that puts a lot of pressure. It also creates a sense of it must work out this particular way. Mm -hmm. And I'm not convinced that uh, uh, with, with, with all of that pressure, with all of that sense of it has to be I think a difficult conversation becomes much more difficult. Mm-hmm.
0: Mar- Marcus, what's the incubation time on hard conversations? Uh, incubation time, yeah, such as well, uh, like I I need to have a conversation with you about something, and I'm going to think about it for. A year before I have it. <laughs> That's what I'd the, say. I'd say that egg is overdue. yes. Well, I would say yeah. But I mean, what is that? Would be the incubation time. That's right. I, I took a year before I yeah. said something. Yeah. When people come into your office. What is the incubation time for a lot of I, I, I hard would say, conversations?
1: I, I would just say sooner than later because I think procrastination then gets in the way and we find out that, you know, uh, life has changed, the person has changed, um, bitterness, uh, resentment has settled in, or just a sense of um, overthinking this. Mm-hmm. It is better to have right attitude, right heart, and the desire for the relationship to be repaired uh, before anything else. And so, yes, I. there's no surprise here. We have differences of opinion. We have a different perspective on what happened. We have mm-hmm. a different understanding of what the outcome must be. And I think that um, when we have uh, a sense that we're prompted, to talk about this, to challenge this, to resolve this, we better be about doing that sooner mm-hmm. than later. Mm-hmm. So the
0: incubation time, I think, needs to be short. I agree it needs to be short, but based on what you see in your office, roughly how much time is spent between when I needed to bring this up and when I'm actually doing it? Oh, um Years? No, oh, no, good. no.
1: We're talking about days or, or you know, uh, if a month goes by, that's a long time, but, uh, especially don't, in don't, our culture. Don't people
0: come into your office and say, I've been I've, I've been trying to figure out a way to bring this up for the last six months? Oh, sure.
1: Okay. And, and, and I could just turn to them and say, that's a long time. Okay. So let's get to it. And finally, uh, you know, when they're ready to talk about it, it often is then... Okay, I'm getting some help for this. I desire to have um, some, some coaching on how best to present this issue. And so by them coming in is often the right time. Let's do it. Let's take care of this soon now. Mm-hmm.
0: If you have a, a hard conversation that's just ahead and you would like some advice, let me know what it is. And Dr. Marcus Bachman will do his very best to answer. The text line is open, 877 933 Two, four, eight, four, again, eight seven seven, nine three, three, two, four, eight, four. When people don't want to address difficult, hard uh, conversations, Marcus, are they afraid of upsetting the Apple card? What are they afraid of? You know, a
1: lot of times we are um, determined that uh, we have to have our outcome. It ha- we have to win. Mm-hmm. We're competitive. We believe that in our heart, in our mind, we're right. And if we could only convince the other person, and what's lost in that process is this understanding of, I need to listen first to open up this door. I really need to ask some questions and listen to the other person. I know that sounds incredibly simplistic and basic, Bill, Mm -hmm. but there is such a lack of people of of a listening, you know, remember in kindergarten, we always told we have two ears and one mouth
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> and those two ears, <laughs> I think it, is a design for us to spend more time understanding the other person because what's the message. If I am interested in the other person's perspective, even though I think they're from left field or maybe not, you know, maybe really Rather than me just getting stuck on my my sense that they're in left field, maybe I need just to understand where are they really coming from and often they're coming from a empathetic a caring a concern um, I want to save the planet whatever the case may be uh, but if they know that I am sincere and you can tell an attitude of sincerity is is what is often warmth of what would build what would build that bridge. And once that bridge is built and people see you really have a, a genuine concern about my opinion, mm. you really think that I have value and what my opinion therefore has value? Wow. That really encourages people to have a safe place that now, finally, after However long this has been a debate, we could actually sit down and talk. There is, there is, there's a restoration. There's a healing. There's an encouragement. There's a message that says, you, the other person, have value. And I'm interested in having conversation with someone who I value and, and vice versa. They're never going to listen to me. I can shout it. I can be as intellectual. I can use the the most um, um, uh, difficult terms and mm-hmm. and and really win a debate in one way. But I haven't won the heart. Mm-hmm. I haven't won even the mind. Um, now, some would argue with me because those that are truly in debate will say, "No, if if I have a chance to debate, I win and I will prove my point." I would say. That's that has a possibility because that that just deals with the intellect. I'm much more interested in the heart, in the person, in the relationship, and I think um, that is a, a example of who Christ is mm. in winning us over, mm-hmm. calling us by name, being very personal, loving
0: us in such a intimate way. Mm-hmm. If you are facing a hard conversation and you would like some counsel, the text line is open, 877-933-2484. Again, 877-933-2484. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. He's the president and founder of CounselingCare.us. I'm going to take a little break. When we come back, uh, we'll continue our discussion with Marcus in just a minute. Listen to Faith Radio Live or On Demand no matter where you go. Download the free Faith Radio app in your app store today. Oh, I like that song. It's better than a Red Bull. Do you ever take those, Marcus, Those, those energy drinks? You know, I'm the kind of
1: guy that can drink caffeine, and three minutes later, it's time to go
0: to sleep. Yeah, me too. Does not it. bother me None.
1: at all? There's something about my chemistry and caffeine that
0: just doesn't matter. You're immune, aren't you? Yeah. But it's very helpful throughout the day, isn't it?
1: Well, you know, psychologically, I suppose if you think it's helpful, it's helpful. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make a bit of a difference uh, for me.
0: Are we having a hard conversation about caffeine right now? <laughs> Because <laughs> that's the topic today is hard well, conversation.
1: I, I could have turned it around and said, Bill, now, how do you, is this important to you? You know, do you value caffeine? Very much is, so. You, you know, and I Very could Very much have, so. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> are you are you coffee snob? By the way, I am a horrible snob. I kind of thought you were coffee snob. Yeah. We can't
0: talk about what type of coffee, but you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Nice p- people that's
1: very personal for it is. people.
0: Yeah, and for some, you need the, the right coffee maker and the right yes. uh, gr- grounds and yep. all that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The temperature of the water has to be just right. Exactly and that, that brews an ultimate cup of coffee.
1: Exactly, and mm-hmm. you see that simple conversation. I could turn around, Bill, if I were not a nice guy, I could say, what a waste of time, Bill. We have so many other things, important things to do in life, and here you're wasting your time spending this much time with coffee. Wow. Do you see how it could a simple conversation could become a very difficult conversation, yeah. depending on the person who is responding?
0: Let's go to break again. <laughs> Now, Bill, I was just joking. Okay. Oh, oh you just made that up. <laughs> made that, that wasn't up. for real. I wasn't... No, I do see how that can turn quickly. Yeah. And, yeah. and,
1: and yet, just think of, and yet, if you have a, a, a tough conversation, a sensitive conversation, a very personal conversation, and the person's not responding with kindness or thoughtfulness or manners, mm-hmm. I love manners. I just think... Where did they go, Marcus? Oh, Seriously, well, where did manners go? You know, I I was a um, as chairman of a... Uh, Christian school, and I really wanted to have um, through each class uh, a manners class. Oh, I wish you would have pulled and it you, off. You know who who fought me on it? Who? Parents. They and and I understand to some degree. You see, here here difficult conversations that I was having. Yeah, I, I they 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 wanted very much stay with the basics. Okay, and I agree, but is manners ever something we're missing? And so I think what we compromised, see, was to add in to one of the other classes part uh, study on how to have manners. Mm -hmm. And then I asked, would you practice manners in your classroom? And, of course, they said, of course we will. Mm -hmm. So it ended up to be, uh, rather than a full class on manners, um, it ended up to be a partial class with some practicality. And I think we had a win-win situation. And isn't that... When we come right down to it, even though we may have some disagreement, and sometimes we cannot, we just have to stand and say, I, I, I disagree, we see this very differently, I'm pro-life, and I believe it's sacred from conception till natural birth, and that's my stand, and I appreciate who you are, I
0: value who you are, and we will see this differently. Mm-hmm. I like that. I want to go back to Manners real quick because you've taken me down a, a little side road, which I've, I'm enjoying. But isn't part of Manners helping to teach kids how to address adults? Oh, definitely. I mean, they, when, you, when you meet a kid who knows how to talk to adults... Yes. Because now you see a lot of kids that kind of stay hunched over and look at their phone and oh. they don't really make eye contact and shake your hand firmly yeah. and ask questions. And yeah. at, you know, a, at
1: a very early age, I taught my children... When you talk to an adult, first of all, you look at their eyes, and you have a smile. Mm -hmm. And in the case where it's appropriate, you shake their hand. And you say something, whether it's a question or whether it's a welcome. It's your responsibility as a young person to acknowledge that adult, to say hello to that adult, to thank that adult, and to ask them a question. Mm -hmm. Because part of manners is people who have forgotten to ask questions yeah. or are so full of themselves that they think the world evolves so much around them they can't even see
0: outside of asking the person questions. Mm-hmm. That's manners. Because one day you'll be an adult asking another adult for a job. That's right. Exactly. And you will have had a rich history of speaking to adults And it's become a part of who you are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful thing to see a young person
1: who has the quiet confidence, the um, ability to kindly address an adult and be thoughtful. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's a breath of fresh air. It's something that we don't see as often. Um, Still can. Maybe we should introduce manners classes again in
0: in some of our grade school classes. Well, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but you've really got my interest because I really wanted to talk about having hard conversations. (laughs) But, you know, maybe this is part of it, just manners.
1: Well, well, you know, again, when we talk about children and uh, parenting and, um, you know, when we see the child that is out of order – Um, As a grandparent, as a friend, as a neighbor, or at Cub Food, um, do we say anything? Should we say anything? How would we have a conversation that says, you know what? The fact that your child is so unruly, is not disciplined, does not have manners, Mm. will lack the ability to have uh, responsibility and success in life. Mm. How could you at all? I'll bring that conversation about. and I would start, I would start I would think, Bill, that the parent or the grandparent is exhausted with the kid who's out of order. And uh, I would just start by asking, so tell me what it's like to uh, with 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 um, raising little Tom here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you find to be a joy? What do you find to be difficult? And you'll find a parent that is often (laughs) willing to talk about their child and, you know, explain all sorts of, you know, wonderful things. But they're willing often to talk about what's difficult. And then once you enter into what's difficult, I can understand that. I can empathize. I can relate to that.
0: And that's a hard conversation.
1: It it, it it It's a hard conversation, but I think it becomes smoother and easier as we're relating and understanding each other and respecting each other and listening to each other and asking questions. All of a sudden, I think, Bill, a hard conversation isn't as hard as maybe what we thought it was going to be.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not surprised you said that. I think for many conversations when you're done with him, you think to yourself, that wasn't that hard. Yes. But prior to, you're oh. imagining all kinds of things oh. going wrong. Just think
1: of what our self-talk does. You know, this is not going to work out that well. You know, If we, if we just uh, associate the feeling that we have, usually anxiousness, frustration, anger, resentment, whatever the feeling is, and we associate it with a belief system that we have, we can be telling ourselves all sorts of things that are not necessarily true. What if I reached in with a handshake, with an olive branch, with a desire to get to know this person? What if I have that attitude? You know, this conversation may have a way of, of God doing a work that I can't do, but I'm asking God. And why not have some expectation of saying, you know, God, whatever the results are, I'm listening to you, I'm trusting you, and I'm thanking you it doesn't have to be the outcome that i want hmm. even though i you know i think it should i'd like it to but it doesn't have to that's 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 a releasing that's a that's a letting go that's a comfort of peace that comes across when i have a conversation that i think could be
0: difficult marcus how do you know that the outcome you want is the right outcome
1: well i think it's based on truth and uh of course with uh, our culture being a culture of relativism, believing that everyone's truth is their truth, um, the honesty is that the principles of God's words are unshakable. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that, you know, Mm -hmm. When we talk about whether it's manners or whether it's talking about respecting each other, uh, whether we're talking about loving that person, that neighbor, helping that person, Um, when we talk about the hot-button issues of pro-life and the sanctity of marriage and being pro-family, I think all of those have to do with truth. And God has an order and a way that says, there is a way, and we are to walk in it. We are to respect the principles of his word. And there's a real peace about that. And I think that as we study God's word and as we talk to other believers, um, we will find there's more agreement than disagreement
0: on many of the principles of God's words. Mm -hmm. Marcus Bachman is my guest. Marcus, when you're trying to rebuild an injured relationship and it seems too daunting, uh, how do you make that first step?
1: Well, I believe that um, injured relationships are repairable. And I think that we need to pray and ask God to do a work that he can do. I think that when we address someone, um, I think it's really important to say the words, I know that our relationship is injured Mm -hmm. and I grieve. I desire for us to be okay with each other. And everybody uses their own words. It doesn't have to be my words. It's simply a heart that says, I'm interested in repair work here. Mm -hmm. I desire for us to have a wholeness between each other. Mm -hmm. I am sorry for my part. Isn't that remarkable when someone is humble enough to say, I don't know all what I've done. And I certainly would be open for you sharing with me how I've hurt you. Or how I've damaged this relationship, I want to. I want to hear that. I want to understand that. I want to take responsibility. I want you to know that I am sorry mm-hmm. for what I've done. And just think of that open door that that creates. This person is actually taking responsibility and saying, I, I, "I'll I'll confess to you. I will. I don't. I don't have everything right." um, about my life. I have done wrong things and I certainly have, uh, probably without even knowing it, have done some damage here. So let's talk about that. And if that person has a grudge or has a, uh, a sense of also, this is a damaged relationship and that other person's reaching out, it'd be pretty unusual For that other person not to have some openness, not to have some willingness to do some repair work. Mm -hmm. And here we go. And so even if you decide, uh, even if you decide, Bill, that I don't agree that's what I did, I don't think that's what I I meant, Uh, that's not my intention, that certainly isn't what I was about to hurt you, but you're hurt. Yeah. The person's injured. They're injured. And so I'm, I'm sorry for that injury. It is not a. Doesn't have to be a debate here. Of did I injure you or not? It felt injured. Mm -hmm. I'm hurt. Yeah. And so let's go from there. And once we go from there, I. I, In all fairness, I think it's okay to say. Can I tell you my story? Mm -hmm. Can I tell you my side of 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 my perspective?
0: That's that's good too. You said that it sounded so invitational. Uh, Marcus Hard did not. Respond positively. We're going to take a break when we come back more with Dr. Marcus Bachman. He's the president and founder of counselingcare.us. You can check out that at his website. And also, if you've had a hard conversation, text it over 877 933 2484.
1: Get it started. Jump in your car. Yeah. What's for dinner? Yeah. It's the afternoon show with Bill Ardell.
0: So glad to be back with Dr. Marcus Bachman. Today we're talking about hard conversations. Sometimes you are in the middle of something where you don't know how to address it. For example, in the emotionally charged culture we live in, Marcus, there will be an occasion. Uh, where maybe there is a child or a grandchild or someone who has very different views of their own uh, identity. They might be saying, well, I know I'm a boy, but now I'm going to become a girl. (laughs) And how would you address the parents? Maybe they're parents of church and you think, what do I say? That's a hard conversation to have. How do I support? How do I love? How do I speak truth?
1: (laughs) I think there's a lot of ways that we can respond to that, Bill. I think that it's important to, uh, regardless of that child um, feeling, isn't it interesting how how we place so much emphasis on feeling? Mm -hmm. If we feel like we're not who we are, we really have an identity crisis. (laughs) And the sense of if I don't know that I'm male uh, and uh, I'm confused with that, and we expect others to go alongside of that. That's a tough ask uh, to start calling someone who's been uh, a boy, now starting to call them a female uh, name. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. And I say one of the ways that we can probably, if I can use the word compromise on that, is just simply by calling them by their first name. And uh you know, if they've if they're convinced um, that they have now become someone else, if you're comfortable enough by calling them by that first name, then certainly you can. I this is controversial. People will say, "Don't go along with that. That's dangerous. It's something that is abhorrent." um but i think that more importantly rather than getting stuck on what do we call that person's name um is to get more to the heart of it and ask the grandparent the parent or the person um so so tell me about yourself tell me how uh, wh- are you uh, wh- how did you get here uh, in the sense of um you know and it's hard to even start and and you can even say um you know this is difficult i'm not entirely sure how to even have this conversation. I'm going to do my best. Uh, please forgive my awkwardness. I may even have some some anxiousness about this. But my goal is to get to know you and what's going on uh, for you because I want to be respectful of who you are. Mm-hmm. So tell me about this journey of yours. And you know, just a few of those even stumbling, somewhat stumbling questions, uh with the, with the understanding that you are sincere and wanting to get to know this person oh you've got you've got this 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 battle halfway over this this whole sense of um wh- why does this have to be such a, a difficult conversation all of a sudden the air is let out of the balloon hmm. because the other person knows i'm stumbling i'm having a hard time asking this i want to ask it appropriately I'm not even sure exactly how to ask this, but I'm going to. Others may be very polished and say, so tell me about your journey, uh, and not even have to have any precursor, and they're okay about getting right into the subject matter. That's great, but you don't have to. It's the sincerity, the genuineness of, I'm interested in you as a person, and, um, and I think that if you understand in the in the situation of someone who is um, having uh, sexual identity issues, um, they've had a struggle. They've had a tremendous struggle getting to where they are today, mm-hmm. and it's not over. It's never over because God intended for us to be male or female, and so there will be an angst. A confusion. Mm -hmm. And if you look at it statistically, there is a much higher percentage of mental health issues for people who are struggling with sexual identity. I know this program isn't about sexual identity issues, but that's a tough subject, especially today, for people to be able to talk about. The worst thing that we can do is shy away, be embarrassed, and feel like, not going to touch that one with a 12-foot pole. Mm -hmm. I mean, what does that say? Yeah, that that the person who is probably thinking and having gone through a tremendous amount of of energy and thought and 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 hardship with this, you're not going to be able to talk to me. You you don't care about what's going on in my life. I do care. Let's talk. Let's talk in the privacy uh, without others around, probably. And, uh, you know, let's talk to your, you know, it wouldn't be good to talk to. Can you imagine what's going on in the parents' mind, in the grandparents' mind? Uh, For many, this is a huge embarrassment. It's a shame issue. It's a confusion issue. And I say, let's enter in. I don't think Jesus would be uh, hesitant to ask to talk about any subject under the planet. And why should we? I just think that we need to have more of a courage and a sense of, even if we end up saying, "I, you know, I see this very differently. I do see that God intended male and female. I understand that you see this differently. And so we at least can come to a place of, but we're talking. We understand each other. We disagree Mm-hmm. But we understand each other. That's much better than this, this, this silence, or this uh, talking behind people's back, or worse yet. Let's just face it. Let's ha- let's call it for what it is. Let's do some gossiping and say, "I'm going to pray for that person," and they just really want to talk about the whole situation. Did you hear about such and such? Can you believe it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's that that that's a that's a worse door to open up than having a genuine conversation with someone who is in
0: the midst and often in the midst of struggle in their Mm -hmm. life. Marcus, how do you not bring the baggage that you have in your head to that conversation? Because what I'm hearing you say is you need to be present for the person, whoever it is that's struggling with whatever, and say, tell me your story. That's very loving. It's very invitational. Um, I'm just even feeling a little bit of conviction if I think of you know a person in your neighborhood that you think i want to lead him to christ and yeah. and you say do i want to take him on as a project or do i really want to care about him and love him as a neighbor yeah and hope that the holy spirit quickens his mind yeah. to receive christ and sometimes i think i treat people a little bit more like a project sure i need to talk to him about jesus yeah
1: you know even as you explain that as you as you talk about that bill the investigation of the heart is so important here what's my motivation is this you know uh something that I need to add to my okay here's another soul one for Christ and mm-hmm. which is a beautiful thing it is it's it's you know we've opened up the the gates of heaven but at the same time our hearts have to be right and i think that um so often people are won over to Christ by his loving kindness by the person who would Open up that door. The person that would say, um, you know, here's, here's some food. Um, here's some conversation. You talk about rich food. Mm-hmm. this conversation. That's why I love to have good conversation around good food. If we could, if we have, if we could have those two together, I think we're really doing, in my opinion, a much better job of reaching out. And I just think that we have to be aware. What's in our hearts as we approach this person? If I have so much of me, if I have so much of my agenda, how can God's agenda be done? How mm-hmm. can we even have room for the Holy Spirit to do a marvelous work? And again and again and again, I say, I, I, am, I am so excited what's well, maybe some people will found this controversial what's going on in Asbury College and the revival. I think there's a hearts of young people that are saying, we seek after God. We're opening our lives up. They didn't expect to have a uh, chapel service that was going to go on for days and days and days, but it's happening. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they were open to the Holy Spirit. If I open myself up to, Lord, allow me to have a conversation that is difficult with someone who's struggling, with someone who just is belligerent, which is someone who is difficult to talk to, allow me to have a conversation that is Holy Spirit led. Mm-hmm. And I say, this is this is this is better
0: than front row seats. <laughs> yeah, this is good stuff. All right, Marcus, let me run this hard conversation scenario by you. Uh, Christian home, kids went to church Sunday school. But now they're in their early 30s, and they really don't care much about anything uh, related to church or to faith or the Bible or anything. And as a loving parent or grandparent, you're trying to find the way to talk about it without it being super emotional.
1: What an opportunity to find out in these young adults, what is their passion in life? It could be anything from skateboarding to, you know, um, Kate Spade shopping to whatever <laughs> it might be. It is is a delight to get to know these people rather than me having my agenda that, you know, you really need to get back to scripture memorization. You remember Juana well, what that taught you and, you know, the word of God. And And I'm not saying that some of those conversations you can't have. I'm just saying be more interested in the person. That other person, and what they're passionate about, if you start asking questions and show genuine interest, oh, that person may have much more of an open door too and and- wh- what did you say about the creation of the world again and and for you why is why why do you say that uh Christ is important to you i i would I would venture to say that those thirty year olds that once you've had genuine, caring, authentic conversations with them, they would be much more open to hearing the gospel or rehearing the gospel. Mm -hmm. I just think that's much more of an opportunity. Rather than us closing the door and saying it must happen with this conversation about... uh, how did you slip away from the faith and yeah. let's talk about that?
0: What's happened to you?
1: yeah, what's happened to you? I mean that's probably what you want to say and, and
0: would you cut that hair by the way <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what you want to say though?
1: well, of course, of course, you know, and let me say it you know, let me just be genuine here as a parent if my son or daughter i i'd have to I'd have to ask God, Lord Jesus, shut my mouth, allow me mm. to bite my tongue because I have a tendency as a parent to say, you know better. <laughs> You've been taught better. Right. You know, and, 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 and the frustration of what I thought was my parenting that I thought I did pretty good. What happened? Well, there's this thing called self will and there's this time period that God can do a marvelous work and change people's lives around. And I'm not the only one that needs to share uh, a life-changing story to that person. Let me pray and ask God to do it. And meanwhile, I'm going to love on them like I should, and I'm going to try my best
0: Mm -hmm. to shut my mouth. Mm -hmm. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. We're talking about hard conversations today. If you've got one you'd like to share, let me know what it is, 2484, again, 877-933-2484. Be right back. Faith Radio and Afternoons with Bill podcasts are available because of listener support. If you are a supporter, thank you so much. Becoming a supporter today by visiting MyFaithRadio.com. Back with Dr. Marcus Bachman. Learn more about him at counselingcare.us. So, a child now won't communicate with a parent and not ready to deal with the truth about her childhood. And if she contacts this parent, what would be the best thing to say? She's been really uh, beaten up by this um, child.
1: Isn't it hard to be beaten up? emotionally uh, understanding of what childhood is and having two very 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 different perspectives on what childhood was all about and what happened and and who did what and you know i think we have to be really careful of um, as much as we believe that truth needs to be exposed that the person needs to understand reality there are some people that we'll never be able to understand reality. That sounds like a ridiculously hopeless statement, Bill, but um, I don't know that we can change the hearts and minds of someone who is so uh, stuck with understanding their sense of reality. And um, so I think we walk gently, and I think we have to walk with a sense of, you know what, I, I, I again will say I'm sorry for pain, And heartache and difficulty, and uh, if I'm a part of having caused that, I I want to take responsibility. Even though, even though I didn't see it that way, I don't believe that's what happened for you. It happened, and so we walk very sensitively into conversations like that. And uh, I think that what are we? What are we? What's our outcome? And and sometimes you have to write it on a three by five card. What is it that I need to say? What is it that the outcome that I want to uh, receive here, and if the outcome is I want to have a relationship with you again, and I want to start gently. Could we meet once a month and just have coffee? can we just can we go out to a movie? Can we go out for a walk? Can we do something that is not so controversial about our past mm-hmm. and I think that there are ways that it will probably have limitations in the relationship and that has to be okay because if we can't accept that there is going to be limitations and we have to have a full-blown relationship with someone who's not rational or doesn't see reality then I think we're asking for too much and that's a part of the mental health issues often that a person perceives and understands life from a very fractured point of view. And that's their sense of truth. Um, And again, without sounding um, confusing here, I think um, truth is of utmost importance. But I don't think that we have to win the battle by proving uh, reality to everyone, especially if they have a mental health issue. Mm -hmm. I hope that wasn't too complicated.
0: No, it was not complicated at all. It made a lot of sense. Okay. So thank you for that. Um, Yeah. It's, uh, it's
1: it's a hard thing bill it's oh. it's 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 hard to understand you know why can't this person understand life the way it is? why can't they see truth and why can't they see the facts and on that three by five card, we may just even mention a few of the facts, but if we really think that our ultimate goal is to win them over so that they understand all that truth oh that's 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 a big request mm-hmm. and often will never happen. So what else can we settle for? Yeah. Rather than it's a no-win.
0: So what do we ask God for? I think we ask God
1: for peace in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And that peace may be as simple as at least we can um, address each other with a hello at at, uh, a holiday time. Um, Lord, do you want something deeper than that? I will show love to this person. And it's without expectation.
0: Isn't that heartbreaking, though, at the end of the day? (sighs) Isn't that just so hard? Yes. To think that there's that much pain between two people that are going to see each other once a year, or yeah. Well, there's
1: there's in then in that there's a lot of grief and loss, mm-hmm. and I think that uh, to be honest with you, I think there is a trem- tremendous amount of grief and loss for all of us. We have to let go. We 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 can't have it our way. And then we have to get into understanding, is it our control issues or is it just our wishful thinking? Is it the fact that we want life to be kind of a, a beautiful Disneyland and they lived ever, er, happily ever after? Wait a minute. There's this thing called humans and sinful nature. And, you know, we live in a broken world while we're on this planet. And I have to accept the fact that life is not going to be all right it's not going to be all right and i have to accept and and receive that person and love that person with limitations as it is i will i will always be reminded that i i never understood why I have a brother who has a mental health issue. And it will never be that I'll have a brother that will be a normal relationship. Mm-hmm. He will never ask me a question. Mm-hmm. He will never have an interest in who I am in my life. And uh, he thinks that what I'm doing with my life is actually a waste of time. And I'm not here to convince him that I actually do have a purpose set by God uh, to minister to the needs of people. And his world is different than my world. And the two will never have a sense of I will have a full sense of of um, of a resolve with him. i will I will never have a sense of a full satisfaction and Bill, I've come to terms with that many years ago yeah. and it has to be all right. It's sad, and I've <laughs> grieved it. yeah I wished for something different, it's very lopsided though, isn't it it's it's lopsided, yeah, yep, which yeah but that is it's got to be okay. Yeah, if it's not okay, I'm going to struggle. I am going to be in complete frustration, and 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 so forth and so on. Whether that's in a relationship that I that I hold dearly, a marriage, uh, a, a sibling relationship, a parental relationship, you know, and some things have to be protected. So I don't want to minimize a sense that you have to protect yourself at times. But the truth is, we we often have to accept that that lopsided. That limited relationship is exactly uh, something on this earth, on this earth, that we can't repair.
0: I've heard you talk about this, brother, more than once, and I'm utterly convinced everything you just said is true, that you have let it go. Yeah. Because I've heard you say it a number of times. And I, I, I know from you telling me the story more than once that it is true that you have processed it and let it go. Yeah. And and what a freedom that is for me! Oh yeah, I I just
1: I I, I won't minimize that. <clears throat> I sometimes look at at relationships that I envision two brothers having. Sure, and I think you know they play ball together. They go to the Vikings game, or excuse me, I shouldn't said that, but you know whatever they do together, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I can never do that, and 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 I feel sad about that, but. Nonetheless, I'm incredibly at peace with that because if I didn't do what I needed to do in trying to have a relationship and trying to build a bridge and knowing that there's still limitations to that, but I've done my part, then I wouldn't be at peace. Mm-hmm. And I'm, 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 I'm at tremendous peace um, and acceptance, and that is freeing Bill. It's so freeing for me. Mm-hmm. I find other relationships and other brothers that I can go to the
0: game with. Mm-hmm. And they're a whole lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you're speaking words of real encouragement to people who are thinking, could that be me? Could I be putting something this difficult behind and letting it go? Yeah. And there's the million-dollar question today, Marcus. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, it, and,
1: and therefore, really, maybe hard conversations are ones that we don't have to win over maybe hard conversations are just an understanding that you know this is this is where it's at and if i accept this if i've prayed enough and i've had hope but i also have to come to a place where it's all right it's a beautiful thing it's a tremendously uh, quiet and and confident and 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 um uh, just a, a a real sense that all is well.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you been the recipient of some abuse from this brother? Oh, yes. Okay. I didn't know if it was fair to ask that question. Yeah. If you wanted to yeah. Yeah, yeah. say it on air. So uh, I yeah, apologize yeah. if I yeah, put you this, on the spot. See this,
1: see this big nose I have? That was my first broken nose from him. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what, he hit you with it, his fist? Yeah, he hit me with his fist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know what? <clears throat> and And those are things that... Um, interestingly enough, I, I I rarely except when I'm asked a question <laughs> by you, Bill, uh I rarely even think about it. it's it's it doesn't it doesn't have any harbouring of resentment or it it just it's it's let go. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the, the, people who have come to terms versus hiding and not talking about it, not attempting to have those art conversations. If I can say it in a blunt way, those are the losers. Mm-hmm. We've lost if we haven't been able to have the courage enough, the determination of. And it's perfectly our right to say to someone, "I need help here. I want to have a conversation. It's difficult." I want to be able to, to get through this. I don't want to have this life of looking in the rearview mirror. I want to look ahead. I want to be forward-thinking. I want to understand what does God have in store for me, even if it's in the midst of having some suffering or a lot of suffering, loss and a lot of loss. If that's what it is, I need to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and therefore, my life is at
0: peace. Well, it sounds like you are using all of your emotional capital on things in the future, not yes. spending it on things in the past.
1: Yes, and tremendous amount of emotional uh, baggage can take place in our past that just eats us up, mm-hmm. that takes it away from our joy of daily living. Because, yeah. uh, you know, as the old saying goes... We have places to, uh, to go and people to see and things to do. Mm-hmm. And it's all, if we're doing
0: it according to God's plan, makes for a full life. That's very nice. Listener said, this is where I am at with my sister and finally at peace with it. What, a, what wow. an encouragement.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. People who have taken the time, who have taken the effort, who have pursued the heart conversations and with the relationships, because it's really about relationships. If we've done the work, then we can be at peace. Mm. And and that's what your listener is talking yeah. about.
0: Well said. And that's
1: our encouragement for today.
0: It is. Marcus, thank you so much for your encouraging words. I've always enjoyed having you here, and thank you for this. You're welcome. All right. Dr. Marcus Bachman has been my guest. You can learn more about him at counselingcare.us. So, Have a wonderful night. I look forward to being with you tomorrow. Dr. Bob Moeller is going to join the show. He is at Asbury right now, and he's a graduate there. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at myfaithradio.com.